Hi, welcome. Come on in. Hey. Take a seat. I missed you all. Um, Hello, welcome back. <laughs> my name is Kayla Williams, and I am your most festive DM. And I am your please God, for the love of God, I'm going to stay true to my New Year's resolutions DM, Jeff Lunter. How's everyone doing? Wow, finally shaking it up, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm also your forever DM, so I guess into 2024, that's my resolution, is to continue being the forever DM. Wait, what? Who Maybe? said you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Me. I'm old. <laughs> well, happy holidays, everyone. I'm sure you noticed that we haven't been around <laughs> for a little bit. Uh, we were just taking a little break to celebrate with our families, make a bunch of re New Year's resolutions that we're going to break, and eating a lot of food. Like, I oh am my God, I ate I'm so much food. Heavier. Oh, my God. I went back to work and I'm like, oh, fuck, these clothes fit. I was wearing a lot of pajamas <laughs> during this break. And now that I'm trying to wear normal clothes, I'm like, oh, these fit last week. God damn oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wear scrubs for work. And so, like, they're basically stretchy pants. So I don't oh, I notice scrubs. too much. But I tried to put on my overalls the other day. And I was like, <gasps> <gasps> no, 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 no. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> Who wears real pants in 2024 anyway? Hey, get the fuck out of here. Just wear overalls and pajama pants forever. By the time this comes out, it will be 2024. So happy new We're year. Here. Happy new We're year, in the everyone. Future. Hello We're in the to future. the future. Hey, future self, does our podcast blow up and make us tons of money? I hope so. Well, yes, I'm just going to answer that for you. I'm the future self. In two days, it's going to go crazy and just Whoa, blow up. Whoa, it's going to blow up. That's my New Year's resolution is to have a big <laughs> have podcast. The cat bat. <laughs> I'm going to control the elements of the universe and just make sure we randomly get a lot of attention. Enough uh, chit chat. Let's get into it. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Kayla, it's a new year. You can stop yourself from saying the podcast. My New cliche. Year's resolution is to stop saying saying let's get into it <laughs> okay well i'm gonna make sure that's not edited out Fuck. okay i'm gonna go first i have um two kind of schmedium ones today oh schmedium yeah schmedium they're pretty fun <laughs> uh not super spicy but i think it's still gonna be enjoyable the i'm title... so glad you're not adding spice to yours because mine is really <laughs> really fucking spicy and wrong and i'm like i was cringing reading it so well we had a wholesome break last week uh again shout out to kyle david perry thank you again for coming on the podcast thank you brennan lee mulligan i appreciate <laughs> you coming out it was wonderful people who didn't listen to last episode are not going to get that joke. they're gonna be so confused they're like oh shit it's brennan? fucking brennan lee mulligan Holy they're gonna be like shit. oh i gotta go listen so if you haven't listened to last episode we did in fact in interview Brennan Lee Mulligan. Just kidding. We just called him Brennan Lee Mulligan because his picture on Discord had him and Brennan Lee Mulligan. So I just assumed, you know, 50-50 shot, it's Brennan. But Also kind of pissed that I didn't get to meet Brennan before Kyle did, but whatever, whatever. Anyway. It was someone as incredible as Brennan, if not more incredible. So you know what? <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. Shameless self-promo. Am I the asshole for yelling at my D&D &D group over myself being late by Flynn Hunter? It is so beautiful to see the different like reddits we pull from because you're just like digging into the weeds of just like am i the asshole and i'm like oh uh oh i try to pull from like a bunch of different reddits too because i don't want to just pull from D, &D horror stories because i feel like like let's be realistic we're not a super unique podcast idea <laughs> we're reading oh, reddit we stories are. we're fucking you know why it's unique it has kayla williams and jeff lunter on it they don't have us Oh, so true. So true. Our personalities are just so magnetic that people have to come listen to us because we're just so much better and different than everybody else. We're incredible. <laughs> I think our chemistry is getting better as well, or at least our confidence, I guess I should say, because we've always had a good back and forth. 2024, year of confidence, baby. Let's go. Who was the user again? Flynn Hunter. Oh, Flynn. I feel Wonderful. like, why do I feel like that's their government name? <laughs> Yeah, like a person. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that we use Reddit so much because I want to make fun of it. It's like that seems like a person that would use Reddit. But God damn it, we use it, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm on a throwaway account of a throwaway account. So speak for yourself. Yeah, with like 15 letters and numbers. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I made this D&D group a while back to play with my friends, and it's changed a lot over the past few months. Mainly, I went from DM to player because I wasn't having fun as a DM. Me too, bro. My players hate Aww. me. 
Yeah. Well, you've only <laughs> done one shots. Stop. It's a thankless job. <laughs> <laughs> so enough backstory on the situation. I live with my grandma and often help her with her little home improvement projects. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fact that they put like two sentences and are like, enough backstory. That's enough of that. They, we should learn something based yeah, on our podcast. with our long ass intros. We stopped the intro <laughs> and then we went into more intro. It was after beautiful. We it was the title. I'm so sorry. This is why we're unique <laughs> because we don't shut the fuck up. We don't. I, I see the ones on TikTok and stuff and they just read the whole story without saying anything in between. They have like a few like <gasps> ooh, ah, moments, but like... We want to hear ourselves talk. That's we the are the epitome of the the people who like talking in the middle of a movie. I'm so We're, sorry. Oh my god, I tried doing that with. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, shut up, shut up. This one involved putting up a railing, and I was unaware that it would take as long as it did, and was late to D and D. I was also unable to text too much; just little snippets. One of my party mates, I will refer to as Amy, started to spam at me on Discord. I quickly say I'm busy because that's all I have time to type. So the DM asks, how am I busy? And I don't see the message because I'm holding up the railing and not looking at my phone. So Amy starts to spam me again, but I'm holding up the railing steady with the same leg I have my phone in my pocket of. So the vibration of my phone causes my leg to twitch and completely unalign the railing. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's that bad? Like, what the fuck is it? Why do you have your phone set to the most extreme vibration possible? What is it, a Nokia 8, bro? Like, it's not gonna... <laughs> my leg fucking... It's like at being at, like, the doctor when they hit your kneecap. Like, it's that bad, bro? What are you doing? You need yeah. an electric shock to remind you that you're getting a text message? Or, like, a text message? <laughs> yeah, they can't afford the electroshock therapy, so they have to get it at home. <laughs> this is fucking electroshock therapy at We've home. got electroshock at home. <laughs> My grandma proceeds to start yelling and getting pissed, which I understand this took forever to set up, and I quickly text my party to fuck off, I'm busy dipshits. After I do so, I shut off my phone so it doesn't happen again, and it takes another hour to get everything set up and drill all the screws in place. I turn my phone back on afterwards, and Amy and the DM are pissed at me, asking for me to apologize for interrupting them. I do apologize, but it feels wrong to me that they didn't apologize to me. After all that, I wasn't in the mood to play D&D, &D, so I didn't show, and then Amy gets pissed because I didn't want to play. So after all of that, am I the asshole? <laughs> this is one of those things, like, you can't be mad at each other. Like, look, if someone's having a bad night, someone's having a bad night. We've had to cancel sessions because people are like, yo, I'm not mentally with it. Players' mental health is so important, and DM's mental health, fuck. Mm -hmm. I understand even canceling last minute, but I think it's the fact that they didn't say anything. They they didn't mention that they are probably going to be late, because at least with our party, if we know we're going to be late, even if it's last minute, we always let each other know so that, with that we can either play games. And nobody's a dick about it. I know you got mad, but to just say, I'm busy, and then be like, shut up, dipshits. <laughs> yeah, to immediately turn around and call them dipshits, like, fuck you guys like what do you mean like they don't know they don't know what you're doing yeah and if you're not answering them what else are they supposed to do like I'm a person who's very defensive over my time being respected too so if I feel like someone's just kind of keeping me on the back burner that's like specifically pisses me off you know you know there's a there's some things that I feel like I should not comment on just because they're so consistent every week um <laughs> Like, I'm not talking from personal experience or anything, mm -hmm, but we mm -hmm. do start a half hour late every week. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the half hour later is our actual start time. Yeah, I don't even know. I should say we started 730 just to get everyone there on time. It's funny. <laughs> we did start an hour earlier and started on time. I'd say it's all about expectations, though. You yeah. know what I mean? I won't say the player's name, but... Nobody in our party is ever a dick about it. Exactly. She doesn't come in and be like, well, sorry for fucking making you guys wait, blah, blah, blah. I was busy. I had IRL stuff to do. She's like, hey, sorry, busy it is what it is. Shits. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. like, hey, sorry, uh, it is what it is. And we're like, eh, it's, it's fine. We have expectations set. And we joke about it. But like, I mean, if someone's consistently late, then you... I, I guess I can't really say much because I was going to say maybe you should plan a different. No, I can't fucking. You just expect it. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, that's that's the time to be happy and excited and surprised. It's like, oh, shit. 
I would be pissed off if she like, well, not just her, but like anybody just didn't say anything. And even then, our party is so consistent with like letting us know we're like, ah, shit, they're asleep. And it's like, it sucks. But one of our players literally plays at two in the morning. Yeah, dude literally gets on and plays until like 4 a.m. Like British time. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I that's the only thing that makes me upset sometimes is when we're like, oh, this dude's sitting here waking up, like staying up late as fuck. To be fair, he does it anyways. He'd be up that late anyways. But mm -hmm. He never makes anybody feel bad about it either. Well, yeah, we have, a, you had to find the right group, but like also it comes down to, this is a game and like people have shit going on outside of this game. So like you should not get upset with someone, but to turn around and go dipshits fuck off or whatever you said like they're uh that yeah they're the asshole for turning around and saying that oh it took longer than i thought it was going to and then they're gone for like literally two hours yeah that seems crazy to me <laughs> i don't know and and to say like the phone was making my leg shake what the fuck are you using that's, like the new earthquake nuts. nokia 2020 like the fuck it wasn't my fault that i was angry at them <laughs> never miss a text again i wonder like, how fucking... old this kid is oh yeah it's i feel like, like it sounds like a kid i don't know it definitely sounds like a kid. Uh, there's two edits. Baby's first D&D. &D. Let's hear the, the edits. Oh, God. Uh, the first edit says, apologies for this as it's my first post and I forgot a few key details. One, oh, the group go. is online. We gathered that when you said Discord. Two, yeah, yeah. when I was the DM, I never expected people to show all the time. Three... Other people had been late, but this hadn't happened to them. If you have any other questions, let me know, and I will do all I can to answer. Second edit. Okay, before we get into the second edit, <laughs> just the fact that there are two is already bad but like even <laughs> one is bad because they're realizing that no one's on their side and they're really trying to really fucking, dig like, in the hole deeper. no one's coming back to the post bro <laughs> second edit i understand that i'm the asshole for swearing at my party however a lot of people seem to be ignoring the fact that other members of my party have done the exact same thing and no one bats an eye i honestly feel singled out that i have to give an explanation of my personal life when another person says i'm busy they don't have to say anything so let this me is... pose the question on top of all of you calling me the asshole are they not also assholes for having double standards and getting mad at me when i follow the norm of the group before i started swearing this is not something to discuss on reddit this is something to discuss with the, <laughs> your players this is like the amount of effort that you're putting in to this post versus like actually like hey guys here's what i did sorry like it, it's just it's so exhausting like people just the need to be right especially when it comes to our like not audience i'm not going to say audience but just like our community like our ttrpg community mm -hmm. is just so oh god we've talked about this before but like the idea that it attracts the worst kind of personalities like the <laughs> most i need to be correct i need to be the main character i need to to control the story this is my story no this isn't a can't this isn't like Boulder's Gate, bro. This is real life. This is real life fantasy, okay? I hear the defensiveness in the post as well. And maybe this is just because I'm older and I've been to therapy. Just because like you were an asshole in the moment doesn't mean that like you're a bad person. I know it's kind of framed as like, am I the asshole? It's like, oh, I don't want to have any blame. It's like, like you can make bad choices and you can be a dick sometimes. Everybody is capable of being an asshole or doing an asshole thing. But you are the sum of everything you've ever done. You're not just this one moment in time. That's what makes me think that it's a kid too. Granted, some adults act like this. But oh, yeah, we'll find out later. This person's like 44 years old. Just chill. Like you can't be blameless. Like you were a dick in the moment. Maybe the other people were a dick, too. We're all dicks to each other sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you got to learn to like let it go and explain yourself. Like if you want to build meaningful relationships, reach out and give that connection and talk about like, hey, I'm sorry, my grandma, blah, 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 blah. And extend your hand. And if the other person wants to take it, they can. I'm assuming if they're young, they probably also have other young people in their party. So they don't quite have the same tools to communicate, if that makes sense. Who knew you would come in here for horror stories and leave with therapy? This is you're beautiful. welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. We. Uh, this is what we offer here. 
Your copay is 50 bucks, by the way. Well, I'm glad that we went through babysitting because now we're getting a little bit spicy. We're getting a little bit extreme, a little bit cringy. I hope you're ready. Oh, I don't know if I am. (laughs) Get ready for the spice. This uh, is titled DM Forces Romance Between DMPC and My Character. Yeah, already right off the bat. Uh, I feel like this one's going to give me goosebumps. Oh, God, no pressure. I mean, you did. You do try to date all my NPCs, so. It's consensual. Listen, 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 viewers. It's (laughs) consensual. (laughs) I do put them out into the world and they just all happen to be. I don't know. They're not all attractive. I don't go, this is the sexiest person on the planet. But I'm like, I describe their personalities first. That's how you get Kayla is you describe someone's personality first. And I'm and like, they like, must oh, be hot because I like their personality. <laughs> I, honestly, I just like people who are a little mean to me. This is by user pitifulad773. This is my first D&D 5e game with strangers. For years, I have been playing with close friends, but schedules and busy lives sadly stopped our weekly games. We hate to hear it. It happens. It happens to all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Pour one out for the homies. 2024. For all those people. (sighs) The DM of that game mentions to me that they know another DM who is looking for players. I say I'm interested. He hooks us up and I join the game. DM of this game is female. I am a straight male and so is my cleric character. The only other player is a min-maxer, straight female, playing a female hexblade paladin with polearm sentinel. The genders will be important later. So the DM told us that since the party is so small, she will be adding an NPC who will help us out here and there. That NPC turned out to be a male DMPC rogue who is always two levels above us plus magic items. Oh, of course he is. Of course, he's the main character. Oh god. Um, they don't just help here and there. No, no. They straight up take the spotlight, often being the one dealing the final blow against bosses. But more on that later. I need to mention that nearly all the NPCs are male, some of which have romantic relationships with each other. Literally, the only female NPCs are the villains, usually the seductress or femme fatale types. So we got around two sessions in, and immediately, I don't like the DMPC. The DM always inserts the DMPC in every scene with my character. I notice that it's difficult for my cleric to bond with the min-maxer because every time I try to RP with the min-maxer, the DMPC butts in. The first instance where it becomes a big problem is when we were fighting one of the main villainesses. She was hiding behind hostages, but we end up pummeling her and kicking her ass pretty good, mostly thanks to the min-maxer's absurd crits. We told the DMPC to go help the hostages instead while we handle the villainess. The DMPC argues against it. Sometimes it feels like the DM herself is arguing against us, telling us that it's a bad idea. After a bit of back and forth, we finally got the DMPC to leave combat and help the hostages. You can always kind of tell, too, when it's like, it kind of feels like I'm arguing with the player, you know? Yeah. When things yeah, start to get just a little bit too spicy, it's like, I I feel like this isn't role play anymore. Have we done that? I don't think we've ever done that in our group. I, I haven't felt that strain before. It, there have yeah. been moments where it's been kind of intense. I think a good way to avoid stuff like that is this is not my original idea. This is something I heard on TikTok from another DM where they got to DM for a table of people who are used to playing in person a lot. So they kind of had their own like table etiquette. Um, but they would like put a finger up on their forehead, like pointing upwards if they were talking above the table. So like their character would be like, no, I want to kill everyone in the this room and then they would put the finger up and they'd be like i think this is a bad idea and we shouldn't do this if anybody <laughs> stops me i would be interested in role playing that or like i'd be down if somebody tried to stop me and it kind of avoids like well yeah of course this is a bad idea and i want our like i kind of fall into the habit too of like i want to quote unquote win dnd so i want all mm. my plans to go perfectly not to the point of like flubbing roles or anything but I have a hard time letting go of like what I want to happen. 
So it can be a little bit frustrating when someone's like character is fucking that up. We all recognize above the table that this is a bad idea, but we think it might create a more interesting situation. I like that. I like purposely like not choosing the best possible course of action. That is that's a really cool dynamic to like have with like a bunch of people to like, okay, look at me. We're doing it differently. I'm the captain now. Mm hmm. And like classic DMPC moment where it's like, oh, Jeffrey can kick down the door, but you can't. Loser. <laughs> I always like having my care like NPC characters in the background. Even when I had Betas, she was just kind of there and never really did too much. You typically never talk first as a NPC unless you think we're kind of like losing the plot and you're like, hey, maybe this. <laughs> yeah, like a few sessions ago where you guys are still trying to understand the system in the world. You're like, I don't know what to do in this situation. And I'm like, well, here's the guy who knows everything about the situation. So let's go ahead and listen to this guy a little yes, bit. Yes, please. <laughs> Finally, a combat where someone else deals the final blow. Oh, wait, never mind. I'm down. <laughs> yep. The moment the DMPC leaves, the villainess one shots me. The DM excitedly says, bet someone's wishing DMPC was here right now. That ticked me off a bit, but whatever. Min-maxer will fix this. The min-maxer goes and uses up smites, deals absurd amount of damage, and the villainess somehow survives and paralyzes the min-maxer. No saves, just one hit, then bam, paralyzed. With both PCs out of commission, the DM describes how the villainess was about to finish me off as she's about to step on my head. Then a bit of silence as she played some heroic... Oh, God. This is so... I can't even finish the sentence. Fuck, it's so bad. <laughs> when the cringe is too powerful, oh, God, bro. it's so cringe. Then a bit of silence as she played some heroic music and proceeds to describe how the DMPC just came right on time to rescue me and how he was so angry and furious that he let me go down in his watch, blah, blah, blah. I God, will. that is the most <laughs> self-insert bullshit i've ever oh my god stop You're let your players roll coward i had the heroic music ready fuck you oh my god yeah dmpc one shots the villainess when both me and the min max are recovered the dmpc proceeds to scold us about how we are too weak and how we are reckless the dm was also very obviously trying to hint that he is being harsh because he cares yeah no i don't care i was planning to leave but I didn't, and that's because of Min-Maxer. After the DMPC leaves the scene for the first time, DM expected me to go after him and console them, my character and Min-Maxer finally got to roleplay together meaningfully. We bonded over our near-death experience, and her character was a lot of fun and was very sweet. The DM inserted a scene where she describes how the quote-unquote savior of the day ends up alone and ends the session. God, the oh fucking, God. the pitying. This is just oh, so many levels of cringe. Nobody like, wanted you to savior. be the hero. Jesus Christ, dude. The savior is sitting off in a corner <laughs> watching you guys talk. This Shut is this is just an IRL rendition of how Jeff and I talk shit regularly. It also sounds like really tough to play D&D with only three people. Uh, I've done it. It's not hard, but it's also I was also in person. Yeah, yeah, that probably would help, too. It's not super tough. I think it was just because the people are playing with weren't really RPG people that it didn't feel bad, but they were doing bad. You know, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard with people who aren't confident in their skills yet. It probably would be good if you had some really strong players playing with you and you guys all had really good chemistry. There are a lot of really cool two player RPG systems out there like TTRPG stuff. I think I sent you mm. a few. Yeah, I think I sent you one, too. I think it's called um, Tether. I want to do that one. I spoke to the DM about it and feel as though this rogue of hers is like a DMPC. She said, don't worry, the rogue will only be around for one arc. I worry, but whatever. I worry, too, bro. Me, too. I, we're all worried, bro. We're <laughs> I'm right very worried. You. The roleplay with Min Maxer was enough for me to give this another session. I, at least, have something to look forward to. Come next session, the DMPC is now flirting with my character. No build-up to it, just randomly decides to be flirty. He was also kind of mean to Min-Maxer. Every time she speaks, he acts like she's being dumb. And the DM just makes things happen narratively to prove that she was indeed being dumb. We got into a fight with a villainess, a character from my backstory who wasn't supposed to be evil. It was my aunt, who was also my mentor. 
Naturally, my character would want to speak with them and try to understand what's going on and won't throw hands right away. The DMPC, on the other hand, wants to kill her. He had this whole speech about love and choosing who you love, and I'm like, that has nothing to do with why I want to talk to my aunt. Half of it was the DM herself explaining and giving me meta-knowledge to prove that my aunt is now pure evil that puts Satan to shame. Aunt then nearly one-shots me. That comes with a stun that has a ridiculous save for our level, and DMPC was going to slay her. Min-Maxer tries to intervene as she wants to non-lethally take down my aunt for my sake, but the DM wasn't having any of it. Even when my aunt was downed, DMPC executes her. This, of course, enraged my character. The DMPC says that I'm ungrateful and that he saved my life. The DM also says that out of character. The DMPC stormed off once again, expecting me to go after them, but I don't. Once again, Min Maxer got space to roleplay with me. She consoled my character, and it led to a very bittersweet, wholesome moment. We both even saw potential development towards romance in the future, and she jokingly says, I ship it. At this moment, the DM just straight up tells me that my character feels an overwhelming guilt in his heart. I told her that's not how my character feels right now. No, I don't. Nuh-uh. Like, what the fuck? Your character's incredibly depressed. What? stop so icky and it's like the internalized misogyny for me too like oh yeah oh yeah where all the girls like oh this girl's dumb and all the women are villains pick me dm wants two boys to kiss hey chat (laughs) is it gay if my dm wants to kiss me (laughs) (laughs) so she gets the dmpc to come to me instead and that he looks so heartbroken and hurt by me fuck like i care But apparently my character does care, as the DM describes how my character feels tight in his chest, seeing the DMPC like this. I cut her off and say, stop controlling my character, this is messed up. Poor choice of words on my part, because now she's accusing me of being homophobic, and told me I should be more open to guy-on-guy relationships. Specifically guy-on-guy. She doesn't even say gay relationships. Ew! Yes, yes, oh my god. What in the fetishization? (laughs) At this point, I'm done. The line between me and my character starts to blur, and I did some immature things. I angrily ask the DMPC what they want. The DMPC tries to tell me to snap out of it. I'm like, what? The DMPC proceeds to accuse my character of being seduced by the villainess, who was my aunt. Both in and out of character, I just want to attack the DMPC for saying such shit, so I told the DM I cast Guiding Bolt on the DMPC. The DM straight up tells me I need to roll a wisdom save to be able to attack someone I love. What oh the my fuck? God, what? This is just so bad. It just gets worse. I was like, I, when I first read through this, I'm like, it can't get worse. It it all it just keeps getting worse. Oh my god, the dominoes just keep falling, and then it's another bigger domino, and then a bigger domino. You can't attack someone you love. Oh my god, I can understand that mechanic if you actually love them. Like maybe imply that mechanic for the character's aunt. But the, this fucking guy who's been so annoying the whole time, I'm rubbing my eyes. I'm so frustrated by it. <laughs> I'm doing the things that I do when I'm stressed. I'm rubbing my eyes and I'm very stressed. <laughs> For all of those at home that can't see this, <laughs> I'm stressed out. This story you know is stressing me out. <laughs> know what? I'm not even going to argue. I'll roll that save and continue my attack. Being a cleric, I have a good wisdom, so I saved. I hit the DMPC, who is then described to unleash a frightening aura and approaches my character, but he gets stopped dead on his tracks by the Min-Maxer's polearm master sentinel combo. It was glorious how Min-Maxer interrupts the DM describing the DMPC being all edgy. Let's fucking go. Now it's literally players versus DM. Oh, I love Min-Maxers. Min-Maxers have my heart. (laughs) You need at least one, but a whole party of them? Fuck off. Oh, yeah. At least one to like somebody's got to be the technical minded one. I just want to exactly. tell funny little stories and kiss elves. <laughs> <laughs> the DM tries to argue that it's out of character for Min Maxer and that this would break her oath because my character is the one who attacked first. Min Maxer argues well enough that it is in her ca- their character and won't break their oath. So the attack happens, but it misses as the DM randomly gave the DNPC the ability to parry as a reaction, which they never had before. 
Uh-huh. I point out that Min Maxer gets to attack with advantage due to my guiding bolt. So Min Maxer rolls again and rolls higher than the DMPC's APC plus parry. So yeah, he gets stopped, but no, the DM says that can't. Oh my God, I'm getting to the point in like with your stories that the English just can't work anymore <laughs> when, you, when you're typing in a rage too i feel like you mess up a lot of shit oh yeah and we get a lot of ragey posts especially the people making edits to their am i the asshole posts and another thing and, and another, another thing, thing. And- no one's coming back to my post to agree with me what's happening what's going on <laughs> read read this this will change your mind so yeah he gets stopped but no the dm says they can't do that yet and must roll initiative first we try to argue that it was reaction, but the DM won't budge. Fine. Being a rogue, DMPC had the highest dex, and so he rolls the highest. He proceeds to approach my character. The min-maxer tries to use her reaction, but the DM says they can't because initiative started with a DMPC already in min-maxer's reach and thus did not enter her reach. Bullshit. That's so fucking stupid. That's Just so like, stupid. I'm going to use the rules against the person who knows the rules. Fuck you. So yeah, the DMPC gave their speech about love and betrayal and downs me, which allows Min Maxer to use their sentinel reaction as the DM made an attack. It misses, but she points out that Guiding Bolt is still active, which even I forgot, so she rolls again. Crit. DMPC barely survives with Uncanny Dodge. Min Maxer's turn now. She proceeds to one-turn the DMPC, even with his two levels advantage and magic items. He Mm. goes down and Min Maxer goes for the kill. DM can't even lie about his HP because we know how much HP he has, as DM always says, it's funny how the rogue has this much more HP than the paladin. Well, duh, they're two levels higher. So yeah, DMPC is just dead dead. DM Mm. leaves mid-call without saying a word. (laughs) Finally, some good fucking food. Yes, last I heard, DM talked to my previous DM, trying to paint me and Min Maxer as the misogynist assholes. Well, there's always two sides to the story, I suppose. You're the one who hates women, bro. Oh, my God. You're the one who made every woman in your fucking campaign evil. And only the men are allowed to kith. The only men can kiss. Let me interrupt this. Fuck you. No personal moment. But they're both boys. <laughs> I can imagine you playing with fucking minis, making them kiss. This is like <laughs> a very on-brand Kayla thing. I would take two minis of two players that are like, no! And I go, um, 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, that's, that's fucking nuts. <laughs> so yeah, it was a very fucking... That was heavy. That was a heavy fucking story. I'm sweating, and it's not because I'm under a blanket. <laughs> I'm sweating because I'm under a blanket, but also because I'm stressed out over that. Thank so... God they had the min-maxer, because I feel like a lot of situations like that, a lot of people wouldn't be so brave. Because you hear stories like this a lot of the times, and nobody else in the party really sticks together or sticks up to the DM. Because they're, like... Even though it's kind of a weak power hierarchy, there is still a hierarchy involved. And a lot of people tend to feel uncomfortable challenging it, especially without other people on their side. I want to say this to everybody out there who is listening. You are allowed to leave situations that make you uncomfortable. You don't have to leave a discord call, leave the campaign like you are not a bad person. Like even if people are mad at you, you are allowed to leave the situation that's making you uncomfortable. Good on them for getting like it's satisfying in the story that they get their revenge and all that jazz. But like at any point, like if they started to feel really upset and icky, they're allowed to leave. Yeah, you should. If you're uncomfortable in a situation. Don't be. Don't force yourself to go through it. Yeah, leave. exactly. Because that's this just is how... your go-to. If you needed someone to tell you to leave the table because they're making you uncomfortable, this is it. Go, run. Your mental like safety is more important than other people's. Like, you know, it's it's just a fucking game. I feel like we've said that before, but it's just a game, dude. No game is worth you like thinking out of it, like being mad about it outside of the play session. You know, if you if you're finding yourself being unable to, like, let shit go that happened in the game, either like a conversation needs to be had or you just need to leave. Like leaving is such a valid option. And like we all love D&D and it's so hard to get a consistent group together to play that I understand you may not want to leave. Honestly, your playtime 
is limited, you know, and why spend it with something you don't enjoy? And people like that don't deserve to play with others anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. You shouldn't be a DM. I'm sorry. From one DM to another, fucking stop. Just quit. That's it. <laughs> quit while you're ahead, buddy. Like you had a lot of shitty campaigns under your belt. And you know what? That's all you need. That's it. Sometimes one is enough. Exactly. Sounds like that person really just needs to grow up as well, though. You know, she's stuck in her like Fujoshi era. I need to control the narrative. I need to be in the story and I need to be the main character of the story. We're not writing like an autobiography of your fucking NPC. It reminds me of like, we all had that one friend growing up where we're in the pool and we're playing mermaids and you're like, my tail is blue and I have the power to speak to animals. And then the other girl is like, well, my tail is every color that's ever existed and then i have all of your powers but i also have the power to like you know uh control the water and king poseidon is my dad so like you are can be like a servant girl who lives in my palace and we can like swim together i was always the orange mermaid that one was a little intense hopefully this one is a little bit of a, a wind down I needed to air out my armpits after that one. I'm like, my God. This one is called Am I the Asshole for Being Quote Unquote Too Strict as a DM by Seaworthiness. Okay, 5496. This one's pretty new too. It was posted three months ago. I find the fresh ones. <laughs> the ones where they're still upset about it. The ones yeah. where they're still actively in the comments. You can like taste that they're still pissed about it when you're reading it too. It's got an aura. <laughs> so. First time DM here, and this has been plaguing me for some time. Basically, I started DMing AD&D 2E for a small group of five. And I will say I don't have any like experience with 2E, so if I sound kind of dumb when I'm reading this, I'm sorry. Yeah, 2E is all right. It's, I mean, I that's one I haven't played. I have the book for it, but... We get it, Grandpa. The war was cold and it was hard getting to school. It was very hard getting to school. Most have never played, and a friend, let's call him Greg, has played a bit of 5e. Everyone except Greg wants a serious, more realistic experience that is based on survival, so we settled on a Stone Age setting together. Greg said he didn't care for the setting, so he skipped that meeting. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I love that. I don't give a shit about your story, bro. I don't give a fuck about the work that you're doing. We discuss things like how magic works with um, which proficiencies there are in this age and how some mechanics translate to this setting. The setting was much closer to our world than Forgotten Realms, and we agreed to make it separate. I went super far with the world building, pantheon, magic and religion systems, made a campaign focused on shaman enemy tribe that has been created from remnants of other defeated tribes, and their focus is to transfer the dead souls into the living bodies of those tribes who massacred them. This is so much information to just miss. Like, you're just like, ah, can you imagine you show that is such a cool fucking thing. I was reading this and I was like, can I take his fucking spot, dude? Like, I I I love that shit. Fuck. Imagine if we all were able to put that much thought into our world building. We do. I just put everybody in the void and I'm like, all right. (laughs) That's the wonders of only like having only DM one shots. It makes it, you don't have to really connect too much, but you also make them so compelling that they're the most memorable fucking sessions we have. So oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm just the best. Here's your compliment for the episode. <laughs> Everybody write that down. It's never going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Was super proud of the setting and everyone loved it. Greg, as always, skipped the meeting. <laughs> Not uh, another one, bro. That's two. They, get the fuck out of here, bro. How could you like, you want to play a story focused game how could you not give a shit about this person who's like hey um i poured my heart and soul into this can you just take a look and enjoy it and nah can't be bothered fuck you dude sorry yawn yawn fuck you (laughs) fuck you greg i'm I'm taking it personally as a dm (laughs) and i I chose to take that personally (laughs) (laughs) then we were joined to create our own characters This time, Greg joins and immediately says, I want to be a goblin machinist. We all kind of (laughs) looked at each other (laughs) and we're somewhat confused because 
our campaign didn't have different races, but tribes instead. And a machinist was very against the setting. I ended up making some background that permitted goblins to exist. Machinists were out of the question. He was very annoyed and said that he should be anything he liked. It's D&D, he said. Then he said he wanted to be an assassin, but ended up with a dexterity of five with his roles. According to 2E, <laughs> this is an impossible choice. Oh, God. It's so brutal. Uh, D&D. I should be whatever I want. Go somewhere else, bro. Get the fuck. You, like, I don't know why you would let him even join if he's not even there for the world building. Like, what the fuck? You're playing like... I granted I don't know anything about 2E but I can only assume if it's the only the second edition after 1 that it's way more punishing than 5E is. So I mean, why first would edition, you... you have to roll a D100 when you teleport and there is like a 20% chance you just die. Like you could either go too high or you go too like into the ground. That's crazy. So I can only imagine what second edition. They probably fixed it and made it a D20 roll. <laughs> classic it, yeah it, it's like it's going to be punishing why would you agree well maybe i'm giving him too much credit it seems like this guy does not think about much <laughs> <laughs> it's D. i watched the movie i know what's happening he became super angry telling me that he should be able to become what he wants i let him re-roll again dexterity of nine the other players wanted a ruthless experience and were against any re-rolling, but I tried to find a middle ground. Finally, he lost it due to being made a priest, but not wanting to devote to any of the deities we set up. All the deities I worked so hard for! Yeah, what the- oh, god. It's fucking stupid! Just fucking choose one, bro. I made these. I worked so hard. I wrote a fucking novel. Oh, my God. He probably has, like, a, a Bible of all of his shit, too. You oh know it's God, so fucking cool. DM. Wasted. Wasted on this guy. He said that he would sit on the sofa since he didn't want to play a game where his actions are restricted. This is D&D. Every time there was a difference between 2E and 5E, he would grumble, and we were all, frankly, tired of him. Oh, the rest shut, of the you, group... <laughs> you know you're going into a 2E game! What the fuck do you mean? I think, if I had to guess, I think he just heard, yeah, we're going to play D&D together, and then... D&D. I listened to Critical Role, and I know exactly what do you You're not like. Matt Mercer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do any research, and I won't show up for the world building. See you on Tuesday. What breaks me is this poor DM put so much work. It was so excited. And do you know how, like, we were talking about this, like, literally two episodes ago, where it's like, you can find people who want to play a hard-ass game. Yeah. Like that, you know? You just unfortunately have Greg in your pool of, like, people to choose from. You know what? You don't need five people in a campaign. You can have four. Yeah, just snip snip. The rest of the group loved the session, though, which was nice. Basically, I want to ask all the experienced DMs if there was something that I could have done better or if I was in the wrong with my behavior. There may be something that I may do better. Ugh. Nothing, King. We love you. Yeah, what the fuck? Why would you even bother with this guy after he skipped your initial setting meeting? Like, oh my God. Never change, you beautiful soul. I think he actually went above and beyond because if you set expectations of like, hey, none of us want to reroll. This is what we want. We just want to like this experience, you know, and as part of the enjoyment is like the puzzle of figuring out like who you are. And, and you in, it, known. in the real world, you kind of have to play with the hand you're dealt, too. So there's a bit of that in there as well. Like if you roll a nine, you in this world, you realistically wouldn't pick an assassin. You know, you just couldn't. I, that's why I like when you're like building your characters, rolling the stats first. Personally, mm -hmm. I, I, I like don't get me wrong. I like the idea of going like, oh, I like it, it can work both ways. But depending on the setting and stuff like that, I really am behind the idea of roll first, pick from there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes 
not all the time. I'm 50-50 on it, so this really wasn't a good opinion to share. But nonetheless, I really like the idea of just like, yeah, well, if you're familiar with the system and you know enough about about going into it, why not play around with some of that shit? Why not just be like, okay, well, what can I work with? Yeah, exactly. And it seems like everybody was on the same page. This poor DM, it seems like he really just wanted everybody to have a fun time. And I'm reading um, some of the comments that he's responded to as well. And he's saying that everybody in the group, including fucking Greg, fucking Greg, decided they wanted to do that. Oh, my God. Like, unless I'm reading something wrong, it seemed like it was a collective decision. But Greg, I, honestly, you knew what I the think fuck you were getting into. <laughs> I think he zoned out after he heard D&D, you know, it's so tough to learn this lesson right away as well. Like as a new DM, I think you truly are fueled by your excitement for the game to keep you going. And you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like DMs go into it for different reasons. Some people really like role playing. Some people really like writing stories. Some people really like number crunchy mechanics and world building like and world building is so cool you're in such a fragile state in like your first game because you don't have any reassurance nobody's really like hyped you up and you don't have confidence yet because you haven't hosted a bunch of games i feel like to have that be your first experience of somebody giving you a hard time after you poured so much work into it you created a whole new pantheon and magic system well, maybe not a whole new magic system, but you like worked with the one given to you in 2E. That's insane to me to just have people spit on. I would have appreciated it. I would have been so happy for that. I would have been grateful for my food and I would have eaten it. You know what? I'll, I'll join Greg's spot. I'll sit in his chair. Yeah, we'll both join. <laughs> We're a package deal, apparently. Sorry. You have to bring <laughs> both of us. You now have six players. Thank we you. We actually have... Um, a shirt that we both wear that's really big, but it says our getting along shirt. <laughs> which is God, that sounds like fucking insanity. That. Get away from me, Kayla. <laughs> our players are so nice when we ask for reassurance from them as well. And you guys yeah. are quick to give like, no, that was really good. I really liked X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. Because I think with any art, like, because like world building and storytelling is an art. You can be so fragile about, you know, putting that out there, being seen. It's scary. And you just want people to have a good time. And I feel like there's a lot of pressure on DMs because, like, in my mind, I am the crux of, like, if everybody has fun, it's my responsibility. Which isn't always true. But I understand the fragility of, like, wanting to make sure everybody has fun, even if it goes against, like, what you are excited about in the first place. As confident as I appear when I'm DMing and stuff like that, I am after almost every session, I'm just like, I turn to my my partner. I'm like, how did that go? Did you like that? Did you have fun? I'm just like, uh, uh, I hope it was good. I hope it was captivating. <laughs> Even though everyone was laughing and having a good time afterwards. Uh, uh, please. They were all lying to me. They're all fucking liars. Uh, they're all lying to me. I think I'm being lied to. Can you just please like validate my existence? I'm and their friend, so they to have to be Greg. nice to me. Exactly. It sucks to have Greg there to be like... I don't like this. I'm good. Yeah, it's just, I can't believe I skipped every prep session and blah, 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 blah. Like, it doesn't, so silly. And like, I understand wanting to stick around, but like to just be making everybody uncomfortable. And it sounds like they were a group of friends before as well. So it's like, you don't want to have conflict with your buddies because we all have friends for different reasons. Some of them we can't play D&D with. Well, so that's the episode. First episode of 2024. Yeah, starting off the new year with cringe and goosebumps. Can you feel it? We love it. Can you feel the energy in the air? I want you to know that I prepared the whole year for you guys. Um, It's going to be wonderful. You guys are all going to have a good year, and all your crits will, all your dice will roll crits. There we go. Everybody, bring your dice to to me. I'm going to blow on them for you. (sighs) Oh, God. You don't want to do this because imagine one day, one day we're sitting there signing people's dice and they're going to get an email. We're going to get an email. (laughs) I'm going to get an email. It's too early to promise that. I'm vaccinated. I promise blowing on your (laughs) dice won't make you sick. As long as you don't put the dice in your mouth. Who's putting a dice in their mouth? Me. (laughs) 
Honestly, every time we have to start an episode, I'm like, Kayla, spit it out. I hear you fucking crunching. <laughs> if not edible, why eat shaped? Hmm? Answer me that, Jeffrey. You fucking got me, I think. I yeah. Think you got me. Yeah, got your ass. Well, fuckers, we hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a beautiful, beautiful time. We had a good time. Did you have a good time, Kayla? I had a good time. It feels really good to be back. So let's do some housekeeping stuff. Uh, We are adding some Q&As to our episodes now, which are so totally awesome. We didn't realize you can do this. Um, So if you can take the time. Yeah, we're professionals. So if you think that sending an email is too much talking about your rpg horror story you can answer the q a and we'll see it and you can give us your horror story if you want us to talk about it um or you can send it the best way to get in touch with us is sending it to this wonderful email what is it kayla tales from the tabletop pod at gmail.com again that is tales from the tabletop pod at gmail.com i'm sorry it's a gmail we're not we don't have money yet <laughs> i'm sorry why would it be bad it's a gmail Hold Which on. We don't have a, a, a business yet. Seems unprofessional. Yeah, a, we don't have a business website we can email to. One day. One day. One day. What would it be? Tales from the Tabletop Pod at Tales from the Tabletop Pod. <laughs> that would be way worse. Tales from the Tabletop Pod at KaylaIsCool.com. <laughs> uh, find us on all of our social media. Um, it's going to be Tales from the Tabletop Pod on most platforms. Uh, on Twitter specifically, Tales from the TT, because the other one was too long. Yeah, um, I've been posting pretty consistently. We post behind the scenes content there. I also post just generic memes about us as well. Um, I run it, so say hi to me. And then if you want to say hi to Jeff, I guess I'll tell him that you said Don't hi. Don't message us on TikTok because I will never look at it. <laughs> don't message from me. Don't be like, hey, Jeff. I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't even have TikTok installed on my phone. I've been sending Jeff like screenshots of all the analytics and he keeps going, wow, great. <laughs> I'm like squinting at it. Like, what does this mean? Is that a number? Yeah. Jeff is dinosaur bones. No, I just don't like TikTok. <laughs> we appreciate you all so much. Thank you for coming into the new year with us. And here's hoping uh, to many more interviews in the future. Uh, to many cool more episodes planned. yeah a lot of fun things planned that you don't know yet that I don't know yet <laughs> yeah surprise to both of us honestly mm-hmm. I keep surprising myself um, but yeah stay cool guys thanks for hanging out happy holidays happy new year happy all that stuff be happy for at least one day do it for me and me bye guys Oh my god, I shouldn't have drank Pepsi. Fuck me. It's been two weeks and I don't know how to act. <clears throat> Are you gonna burp? Was that what's I don't happening? know, it's stuck. It's stuck. Oh, I punched you. Ow, asshole, thanks. <laughs> um, so Amy starts to spam me again. So Amy starts to spam Pepsi. me again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> so the DM told... <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, grow up. At least we have good edit- like recording etiquette to make it easier for you to cut. Exactly.